Word to your mother. We are so excited. It is a Friday. I know you're going to listen to this whenever the fuck you want to. But we are so excited because at first I went from dreading this topic that Andre proposed because I thought I was, you know, I had a lot of fears we'll get into. And two, having now we have a special guest. Woo! Yes, we do. Harley, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, my God. These two, like, are coming straight to us. Straight from the hottest city in the world. <laughs> West Virginia. That's not a city. West That's Virginia. Not a city. <laughs> I was going to say, where are you going with that? <laughs> I, dude, I, like, honestly, I, I went to school in Alabama. I don't even know where shit is. I barely know where <laughs> California is. I know I'm in Southern California, and I'm safe for now, and I'm good. So, yeah. Well, to clarify, yes, we're in West Virginia. We're in Morgantown. That's Morgantown. Word. Yeah. That sounds like you, historical. We, Is that historical? A little bit. A little bit. A couple of months ago, we were we did a, a we had our try of doing a, like a YouTube channel, like a reaction oh, channel. Yeah. And do you remember that episode where we were like, should we tell people where we go to school? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like swathed in like the West Virginia like a blanket. <laughs> She's like, like you're wearing a blanket. I think they know already. It's like we're broadcasting where we are. <laughs> Honestly, come kidnap me. Pay for my tuition. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> seriously, just do it. Just come, 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 get my ass and pay for my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So I love it because we have experts, and I'm not an expert. I'm only, uh, I only can bring my expertise of having people threaten to murder me over nothing <laughs> in fandoms, which seems to be a thing. I thought I was special. It, it happens, like, all the time. It's probably happening right now. And we have you guys here to kind of, like, lead the charge. I mean, uh, do, what is your expertise on fandom, Ian? Um, well, um, I, I like things, but I don't think I am... I don't. I'm not a true fan. Like, You're not like, a super fan of no, anything. No, I mean, like when you smoked weed, were you a super fan of weed? No. <laughs> Did you like go around and go, dude? Like sativa is a bitter high. I, thing. I knew the difference between um, indica and sativa, and that was it. Um, when someone asked me to smell it, I'd be like, <laughs> it was like smell my coffee beans. It yeah, you I'm off. like just, dude, can I buy your shit? Right or not? I want to get high. Yeah. Leave me alone. So. Right. I don't think anything, even like, like in, in I think if, if there's anything that I'm a, I was a super fan or or well was because you know I don't I don't listen anymore, but like hip hop, yeah, you know I knew I knew my shit there, and then I would get like, you know I'd have my hackles would be raised if I heard someone saying something stupid. You'd be like, "Fucking brother Ali, don't you even come for him?" Or you know, like you know, either you know, just whatever. Ah, you know, cool. Are you like a super fan of anything? Like, could okay? Are you a? Would you categorize yourself as a fan of a show, like Game of Thrones? Like, if I quizzed you, would you know? Some I would shit probably about it? know some shit about it. However, yeah. I will never go to a Tumblr board or go look up, <laughs> you know, who's dating who or. Have you ever been to Tumblr? I don't think I have. I might have. <laughs> you would know, but um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't do Tumblr. I don't do Reddit. I don't. You don't you even know. do Facebook. You don't do anything. I don't do shit. Facebook. You're like Instagram, sort of. Yeah, if if, if you know, if I'm out on location, then you're a Twitter. It's kind of yeah. interesting. You're a Twitter. You take pictures of your gear and food. Yeah, gear and food. Twitter, Twitter's my news feed. <laughs> but like, even here's then, here's my rig on this set. I can't tell you about, so it's just my rig. 
Yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm definitely not I'm not a super fan I'm not a fan I'm not I'm not part of any fandom. So you're about to be educated by these two though, because Harley and Andre they kind of know their shit. Like they live in this world, and I am like here for them. I'm going to stop talking because they are going to educate me. Like, what the fuck is up with fandoms? And should I even bother because they scare me? And go. <sighs> well, it's a that's a really complicated question i guess it is i know i mean like i guess with anything you're gonna experience extremes on both ends Mm -hmm. um but i think well i guess my first experience in in fandom was when i started watching teen wolf because it was Mm -hmm. also around the time when i started getting more into tumblr so i was more exposed to that side of it and oh people are talking about this show and oh people have really weird opinions about chips and (laughs) Oh, someone wants to, like, literally have Tyler Posey over to their house so they can do weird stuff to him. I don't know. Like, it's just, it goes all the way out there. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what about you, Harley? What's what's your experience with fandom? Um, so, I would say, like, my first real exposure to fandom was, like, Harry Potter. Um, but... Definitely talking about getting into, like, a, a Tumblr community and stuff like that. It was also Teen Wolf for me. Um, oh, really? Same thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's, a, that's a funny story, actually, because our freshman year, um, we had, like, gotten together for, like, a viewing party for the new season of American Horror Story. Yeah. And I had known everyone except for Harley. Harley was our other roommate's roommate at the time. <laughs> And so she was there, and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Andre. And she said, hi, I'm Harley, but I heard Riley. Oh, so I thought her name was Riley really. for a while, and now How I'm living with her. How long did he call you Riley before you went, shut up? <laughs> well, luckily, I, he didn't call it call me Riley to my face. So thank, he, it thankfully, was secret until he revealed it to me later. <laughs> thankfully, someone else said Harley first before I was like, oh, it's like, Harley. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but so we were watching a commercial, and there was, um, there was an actor from Team Wolf doing a commercial, and... And Harley was like, oh, that's the guy who plays Duke on Team Wolf. And I reared my head. I was like, you watch? <laughs> <Made> eye contact. <laughs> I was like, you watch Team Wolf? Because I had not literally had anyone else that mm. I knew watch Team Wolf or at least wanted to admit they did. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Same experience with me. I had, I had um, known people on Tumblr and still talked to a couple girls on Tumblr um, who watched Teen Wolf and we like talked about it pretty avidly, but I had never met anyone in real life who watched it. And so that was kind of like, I guess like the beginnings of our friendship was that we knew we could talk about that. So that's an awesome way to start, I think. Yeah. That's cool. And you know what? I've said it before, but she's, she's the reason I'm into the Marvel universe now. Oh, really? So really I have largely responsible. I have Harley to thank for me being into the MCU right now. Yes. So I'm just an intermediary. Well, that, I mean, it's both of us too, actually. Yeah, we we, we got, both got sucked into this whole thing because of Andre. Because we like we watched a couple of I, I saw I saw more lazily, than you. drunkenly, mostly for me. <laughs> yeah, and then we then we watched the whole all of them backwards. Yeah, yeah. So Harley, we didn't do it right, Harley. We apo- we apologize. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. All Any right. way you guys watch them is fine. I'll just yeah, group literally. text with the two of you when I'm confused as shit when the next movie comes out. I'll be in the theater we'll going, be the, okay, what's happening? I don't even know. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're the Marvel support group. Oh, I love uh, that. That's great. <laughs> Does Andre tell you that, like, the other day I was watching First Avenger, and I was just, like, live te- I was live texting him going, oh, my God, Filch is in this movie. And he's like, what? Like, I was just so, like, and it was, like, Labor Day weekend. I think he was trying to have a vacation, and I was just, like, so totally, like, every 15 <laughs> seconds, like, girl, what's happening? Oh, my God. And he probably was like, bitch, seriously? <laughs> you have a husband in the house with you? <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Get a life, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I knew you would feel me if I was just like experiencing the stuff for the first time again, the second time. Mm-hmm. I might yeah. have Alzheimer's, man. I'm not even sure. Sometimes I feel like <laughs> I don't know if it's a very fully life lived or memory problems. You decide. <laughs> so here's but, the um, thing. So here's the thing. I want to set this up because see, here's sure. all. As a writer, I've, I do a lot of entertainment writing, and I wrote for Ranker for the longest time. And I wrote about a lot of fandoms before I got to Ranker, but I didn't realize how popular that site was. Ranker.com, they, we rank everything, and the whole thing was like you would, you would get assigned a fandom, or if they knew that you watched the show avidly, they would give it to you. So I got Game of Thrones, and I got The Walking Dead, because I was the only one on staff who like knew those shows backwards and forwards. And in the case of Walking Dead, I had read all the graphic novels up into the doors of whatever they, season they were on. I was watching, I was reading the graphic novels up into that, and I knew everything about production. And the same thing with Game of Thrones, read all the books or pretended to. I could skim the books and like, I was totally heavy on those texts. And I didn't realize that, I mean, list of, of any average list of yours would be like 28 million views, 161 million views. I had never been on a site where you had that much attention. And mm-hmm. you think, awesome, that's great. Well, first of all, they just pay the one rate for the article, so great. You know, that's good for the site, for you, who gives a shit. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm pissing on that kind of attention, but what you get as the writer is if you if you in any way, shape, or form step in the wrong direction or an unpopular direction, motherfuckers are threatening to come to your house to kill you. Because one time I fat-shamed Sorrel, this character, who is Arya's uh, original dance instructor, her sword instructor from Bravos. I accidentally fat-shamed this character. And rather than someone saying, hey, bitch, don't fat shame people. It's not cool. And my hair is thinning as I get older, and I'm feeling that. I didn't. Now I learned a valuable lesson about fat shaming. I mean, not fat shaming, bald shaming people. I mean, I'm fat. I don't fat shame anybody. <laughs> but bald shaming somebody, I was like, I need to watch myself. And I took that from that. But this dude wanted to come to my house and murder me and mine. Now, I feel like there's a whole lot more going on with you if you're going to try to kill me over that. <laughs> um, and again... I would probably ward up against that because I'm a redneck who uh, I, I have I have weapons and I'm actually not even going to remotely shrink in the dark. I'm not the bitch who runs upstairs in the horror movie. I'll run out the front door <laughs> and I'm going to kick your fucking teeth in. I'm not saying I want to <laughs> challenge. I'm just saying I just thought it was a weird response. It didn't scare me so much as I just went, hmm. Because I'm old enough to have been in chat rooms when dial-up happened. And, like, literally back in the dinosaur fucking days when Jesus was wearing short pants, I would be in chat rooms, and it was just kind of like we were polite to one another. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved to this place that I'm trying to, y'all, y'all need to catch me up on, like, how we got so crazy. And I don't think it's the millennials, and I don't think it's any kind of age group. I think there's something going on in the water you know, it's something in our culture that I'm still trying to, like, 
figure out. Same thing with Walking mm-hmm. Dead. It's like people are very rabid about the series, blah, blah, blah. They will like they want to come kill your grandma when like you even remotely say, Hey, I need like Norman Reedus to like wash his hair and wear a barrette. People come for you and want you to die. Okay. I'm like, y'all, I got even more for, for, for Norman Reedus. Why don't you say more than fifteen motherfucking words now that you're gonna like get more money from the dude who's leaving? Come for me. Come on. Mm. But I'm just saying I don't understand how we went from Loving stuff, having differing opinions to like people like just go to the death threat. Mm-hmm. Am I am I, I throwing this too much of it in the wrong direction? I, y'all might have had a, a path no. to go, but no, where I, does th- that come I think from? you're no, yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. I feel like I guess in in my personal experience, there haven't been too many times where I've expressed an opinion on a show or movie, and people have literally like tried to shove their foot into my mouth. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of it stems from what that individual, what kind of connection that individual has to the to the media or to the story. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, people that have really strong connections, particularly childhood connections, like really nostalgic childhood connections, are they've been living with that story so long they've ingrained themselves with their own opinions on it. Mm-hmm. And for some people... It's not the very fact that they're doing that and ingraining their own opinions. It's that for some people, having being faced with anything that deviates from something that they've thought about for that long can be a very stressful thing. Mm. And for me, I feel this like when I when I was talking um, our last episode, I feel this a little bit with Harry Potter because it's very hard for me to listen to other people talk about Harry Potter. Mostly because I don't yeah. share the same opinions. I mean, we, we typically do. Yeah. Me and Holly pretty much agree on everything. Um, <laughs> but I can't, I really cannot, unless it's like someone, if it's, I can do it if it's like J.K. Rowling or like some of the filmmakers, the actors, I don't mm-hmm. care. But if it's other people, like if there's a Harry Potter podcast and they're talking about it, it's very hard for me to sit through because half the time, it's people getting like really it's just really stupid like small things like and we talk about this all the time like how we miss miss say things during the podcast it happens you know and then a lot of it you is don't. that they have i do <laughs> no i i definitely do i i said something on the captain america podcast i can't remember what but i was like ugh, that was terrible <laughs> um but yeah, for me, it's just it's just very hard. And I think a little bit the same thing for Team Wolf as well. Because I have an also really, like, deep emotional connection to that show. I'm pretty open with the fandom baggage that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for the Jeff Davis hate. I don't know mm-hmm. where all of that comes from. I'm just... I really try to ignore a lot of that. Who is, who is that? What's happening? He's the showrunner, Jeff oh, Davis. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, like... Yeah, the, the majority of the fandom, like just hates his guts. I think it's, yeah. Definitely. He's a very nice um, guy, by the way. <laughs> I actually <laughs> worked with him for a while. He was very nice. Very nice. Yeah, like, that's he, that's literally he, what everyone else says. He struck me as like someone who seemed very nice. Um, yeah. He's actually but, great. I mean, I'm not trying to be that person who's name dropping. We worked with Jeff on the after show. He was lovely. He was fucking uh, lovely. That's good to know. Like, yeah. I always love to figure out that like people who like are, are doing all these things and stuff and they seem so nice i'm glad to figure out that that's like actually true yeah because you you kind of never know but like that's that's really great that mm-hmm. he's actually like that but um talking about jeff davis 
I think a lot of the hate toward him has stemmed from like shipping stuff. Yeah, well, I yeah. think I think, you're, I think, I think we're about to talk. We're about to go into the world that we really need to go and talk about is that shipping. I think it it wrecks all of these kinds of things for for fandoms, right? The shipping that happens on all these kind of aspects, right? It can it can honestly tear some fandoms just completely apart. Yeah. It's also like it it can also unify them. I guess it's just really how people go about it mm. and how respectful they are of one another, which sometimes it's very much not respectful mm-hmm. or just, you know, death threats or <laughs> well, a really good, some other things. A really good example for Team Wolf is the Steric ship. A lot of people mm-hmm. stopped watching the show once they realized that Steric wasn't going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, you, I'm not forcing you to watch anything. Yeah, definitely. But then those same people go on Tumblr and act like it's the only shit possible and that anyone who, who doesn't like it, me, Harley doesn't really like it either for our, for our no. own reasons. <laughs> if you don't like it, you are literally dirt to me. You are the worst person on earth. It's, it's just literally, shipping can get in the way of fandoms a lot. Well, I actually brought it's it up really... to you today. When you and I were texting today, I said I kind of mm-hmm. saw a little bit of um, the steric thing today. And again, just casually mm-hmm. because I was having to watch it again. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, Harley, where I had to like it, the binge watch I had to do for team wolf was not fun. It wasn't one of those. Oh, I'm going to sit here <laughs> with some popcorn over the weekend. And in the middle of it, my friend called me and said, Hey man, can you run down to the wheel turn and take some pictures of like neon trees? I designed. Oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. My, friend, my friend had designed like their set design and she wanted, and I hadn't oh, wow. taken pictures for, for shows in a long time, but it used to be a side gig. And she goes, I just, I don't, I don't have a photographer. I designed this. I want to put it in my portfolio. She had just started her own company and I'm running down there in the middle of like, I said, I, and this is what I said to my friend. I'm like, Oh man, like, uh, I need to like watch teen wolf tonight. And I just found (laughs) out they don't have 12 episodes in the season, but 24 or some shit. And she was like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying to me. I don't know <laughs> what language you're speaking. I don't give a shit. Like she's a really amazing, talented lighting director. She's done Arcadia Fire. Like she's been she's the shit, man. Like she's done the big she like has done Bruce Springsteen and so she's like, No, I need you to get your ass down here and do like this neon trees thing and I was like, Motherfucker, I really she goes, Girl and I'm like, Okay, okay. So I got down there and then I couldn't You didn't they, even have a press pass. They fucked up my press pass. Now I went down in the afternoon and saw the motherfucking rehearsals and then got there and shook the hands with all the band and said, Hey and I guess I ran together with all the white people in the audience because there's a lot of white people there. <laughs> And then I get there, and they were like, no, I'm sorry, you can't be there. I'm like, well, I can't get pictures of this shit. And I was so fucking pissed off. And I said, I got a bail, girl. I got to go home and watch Team Wolf. She goes, what are you even talking about right now? I'm like, dude, it's Saturday night. I got to go fucking be uh, my first day at MTV. It's like Monday morning at like 7.30, yo. And I didn't even know this season I had like four. She goes, I don't, you're making no sense to me. She just wanted like pictures of her lighting design, which she eventually got. But I had you come and pick me up because we drove together. I was so fucking pissed off. I was sitting on the corner just trying to remember right buddy's name and what was going on and I was I was so mad and as soon as we came home I walked in the house and turned on the TV and stood in front of it and kept myself awake till like 7am until I just keeled over and that's how I know Teen Wolf so anytime we talk about Teen Wolf I have a little bit of a but see in my in my 
cramming it in my brainstem, I <laughs> felt like uh, the writer's room was trying to, to have some kind of moments that w- could have been steric-like. But as mm-hmm. I was texting with Andre, I do remember Jeff Davis getting this question offset. This is a little bit behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, at a Wolf Watch, and they were like, "Is Steric a thing?" One of our writers asked one of our writers from Wolf Watch, "Is that Steric a thing?" And he said, "We never intended it to be that, mm-hmm. but we get a lot of pressure." And he said, "It's kind of hard. We walk a fine line with these things. We're answerable to a, a larger fandom." He was—he's such a super uh, careful, loving. I got nothing but good vibes from this dude, and we saw him a lot. So I believe it. Does yeah. any of that help? Did I just sound like a name dropping douchebag? No, no, not at all. Neon trees have no fucking idea who I am. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't get my fucking press pass. <laughs> good luck, guys. Good luck with no, your I shot. Did, I, did, I can just imagine you like standing in front of your TV, just like, <laughs> like <laughs> rocking back and forth, putting forward. like. <laughs> toothpicks in my eyes trying to remember who people were and there was an amazing assistant who came in he should have been actually doing my job he was amazing a guy named Alex Marcello who used to be able to do the podcast with us when we did it's been emotional and I, and I would go to Alex and he was my encyclopedia and I'm like okay the obsidian thing and he would just go episode four blah 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 and he would name the episode and he would tell you how the obsidian was used and he would tell you literally in which half of the episode it was I was like I love you. If I wasn't already <laughs> married, I would marry you right now. I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Anyway, I am so sorry I derailed us with bullshit. Okay, so that's how I felt like steric. I saw steric happening, but I could have been that I was sleep-induced and mad at the neon trees. Well, I can't vouch for anybody else's accounting for that ship. So, I mean, like, the only re- remotely steric thing I can think of is the scene in season two when they're stuck in the pool and styles has to keep him Derek from drowning because he's paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Right. But I honestly don't see. And for me, first of all, and we've talked about this a lot, me and Harley, first of all, the age gap is a little weird Mm. Uh, and it's a bit abusive. Like Derek beat, beat styles up a lot. Right. And he's not nice to him. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes I really struggle to find where, people got yeah, that from. um so for me the first i guess like instance that people people were talking about steric i hadn't really noticed it i guess um but it it was like the instance where like derek had like styles and had like shoved him like bodily up against like the wall yeah. and was like holding them there in his face like aggressively and i was like this is to me i was just like this I didn't read anything particularly like rom- romantic from it. No, right, I right. like it, to me. It, it was just sort of it was like a violent like you know take on it. So I was just kind of like I, I'm not quite seeing where this is coming from. Like there will always be those ships. I feel like where people like there's always like that kind of uh, grumpy character, and then you have the one that's that yeah, balances them out. For sure. But this for me never struck me as that. It was like. Right. There was quite a there was quite a bit of an age gap. Like I think the character was Styles' character when this happened was supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen. Derek is twenty five. Mm. It was pretty aggressive, and right. I I just personally never saw it. 
Um, but that was just my experience with it. And that's not to say that people... The people that do ship steric are like awful human beings. Oh, yeah. Because I have read fan fiction, and this is a oh. great segue. I have read fan fiction where I think it's it's really well done. I mean, and they make mm-hmm. a point to say that Styles is 18, first of yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. But I <laughs> yes. I remember I, I've I've read one comes to mind, and it's like it's the longest fan fiction I've stuck with next to the one I sent you, Lisa. Oh, I'm, it's I'm, like, it's, it's really good by the way. That was pretty well, awesome. We, we can, we can talk about it. Um, I thought, it, yeah. I think it, it was like 30 chapters or something. And every chapter was like 20,000 words and it'd be like a big event. Every chapter would come out and it was styles and Derek. And it, for me, it felt organic it was the slowest of all burns which is i think is great i, I love sure, when an author can pull me that too. off yeah um and it, it was great and it was honestly really easy to detach myself from all the, the reasons why i don't like steric of how well it, it was written well that's the writer is, for is, you right that's the writer and yeah, fan fiction totally. is writing by the way fan fiction is legitimate writing fan fiction is writing writing is writing so yeah, I do. I do want to shout out the, the author. Um, yeah. the The title of the fan fiction is called Home, and if I remember correctly, the username is the Typewriter Girl, um, and it's on Archive of Our Own, and I think fanfiction.net. Awesome! But shout yeah, out the Typewriter Girl. Out. We love your stuff, man. That's awesome. I'm gonna go check it out. Good on you, man. I hope you're still out there writing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any experiences with that reading fan um, fiction that sort of changed your? feelings on a certain character well i have a similar like hysteric thing um so i i've always noticed like especially when i'm on tumblr that the steric fandom like produces honestly some of the most beautiful artwork i've ever yeah. seen yeah like hyper hyper realistic just like absolutely gorgeous and there was one fan fiction that i read in particular because i heard people raving about it it i read it a uh, few years back it was called cornerstone um, I am not quite sure who wrote it because I, I can't remember it now. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was on Archive of Our Own too. And it was sort of, um, it, it was like an AU, so it was an alternate universe Oh, cool. And okay. so, um, Derek was like, I think a Marine who had come home from war with like PTSD and Styles was someone who was blind And that relationship that was developed in that was um, really, like, really interesting and gave me a different view of the character. And also, uh, I'm pretty sure, once again, like, Styles was uh, over 18 at that point. Like, they aged them up. It it didn't have the same vibe as it did in the show. It was, like, the characters, but put in a completely different situation where they could, like, learn and grow from Well, I think it was the fact that it was an AU, like, an alternate alternate Mm -hmm. universe fanfic that definitely helped that as Def- well definitely definitely yeah. i typically stray away from au's um probably because i haven't read a good one i mean I, I, you know <laughs> like um i i think i've, I've said before universe, like uh, universe okay you know that one okay well, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh do they already say it yeah all oh, right okay. sorry um i i typically like um fanfic that is canon compliant mm-hmm. um so and t-wolf is the best show to make an example out of that because a lot of the fanfic is filling in the gaps of the narrative, mostly between 
the gaps between seasons, the stuff we don't see. And this is this is what I I'm I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna out myself. Um, I have written <laughs> fan fiction. That's um, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I I know it's awesome. You don't need to tell me. Uh, um, oh, oh, fine, 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 <laughs> fine, Andre. I will not support you now. I will unsupport you. I unsupport your fan fiction. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not. I'm not promoting it by any means because I wrote it when I was a senior in high school. It's probably not good. But the reason I wrote it was because I felt like the show really missed an opportunity uh, between season three and season four um, with all the fallout from like the Nagitsune stuff mm-hmm. and you know someone's funeral. I don't want to spoil it. Um, and that's, and that's why I decided to write it. And I wrote it January through April. It was 10 chapters. It came out to about like 30,000 words or something like that. But I felt so strongly that I felt like I needed to tell sort of the rest of the story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people come to fan fiction for. And I think it's great. I think it's healthy and cool. I love it. I would welcome it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if I was and in a writer's room or a creator, I, I, I think that's awesome when people do that. Don't you guys? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a great introduction to actually writing your own things because like when you're writing fan fiction, yeah. all the elements are there. The sure. world is there. And now you're just sort of putting the words in the character's mouths and having them do certain things. So it's a great introduction for someone who, who wants to start writing stuff of their own is to sort of practice with, with this sort of stuff. I agree. Um, totally agree. I apart from like reading Steric, I really love reading um, Scott and Styles as well. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Mo- mostly, there are a lot of like great like platonic fix as well, but there are a couple that are also romantic. Um, I don't particularly ship them. I think they're great as um, a platonic male friendship, um, but I think mm-hmm. the building blocks are definitely there. You can go for it. Um, but yeah did you 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 have written fan fiction as well i have i have um i also wrote for teen wolf when i was a freshman in high school and a sophomore in high school um so i had a really long running fan fiction um that it took me forever to finish it it's still to this day the only fanfic i've ever finished writing i'm notorious for starting things and never finishing them because Same. i get a good bad idea harley and I'm like, oh, bad harley it. and then finish I'll it have like three finish chapters it. And you must always <laughs> like, finish okay that's i yeah like the the one that i finished was like the only one it was super long it ended up being i think over two hundred thousand words um but uh, it, it really by the way, did help me. Awesome. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Thank that. you. That's fantastic. I just um when I when I was writing it, I really think it did help me as a writer. Um I'm I'm an English major in school and I also uh like write on the side and everything and hope to one day, day be like published. Yeah, you're working um, on something right now, aren't you? I am. I am. Yay! Yeah. Um but like I, I tend to write like um yeah like for young adults. So like I'm I'm working on a young adult novel right now. But cool man, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, when I was working on like fan fiction when I was in high school and stuff, um, I was honestly pretty serious about it. I had gotten into it because I had read uh, a fanfic that I really loved, um, for the Teen Wolf fandom called The Wild Side. 
which I'm actually friends with the author um, of it now because I admired her so much and I was just like, oh, we should totally be friends. And then we um, sort of had like this little little writing group and, and stuff on um, Tumblr with a bunch of other girls who wrote for awesome. like the fandom. Um, but the, the fanfic itself, like, um, I don't think, I mean, maybe some people don't realize, but, um, just like how, I guess, detailed that fic writers can get in, like, get into, um, Mm -hmm. I guess just like the, the, like the details. So like, I used to outline all of my chapters before I would like go into it. And just, like, I specifically remember, and I used to do it during history class when when I was a sophomore, I had, like, this gel pink pen, and I would be like, and this is what chapter 13 is going to be about. And I would completely ignore my teacher and just be, like, (laughs) writing, uh, like, notes for my fanfic. So, um, for me, fanfic was just a, a way to kind of improve my writing too because I would get comments on chapters and be like oh I really like this but I think maybe you could fix this or I would be like oh I would post something and I didn't edit it (laughs) which was a mistake because then you go back and you look at something that's like a chapter that's like 18,000 words long unedited and you're like oh god why did I put that out in public that's that's awful well can I also can I also say fan fiction is also a really great way to get feedback absolutely like it's I when I put up my team of fanfic I it did not in a million years think people would actually read it but the way those sites are sort of built it's really easy for people to find your stuff mm-hmm. and before I knew it I was getting like 30 comments on like every chapter mm-hmm. that's and, awesome and knowing that people are like waiting for the next chapter also motivates you to write the, yes. ne- the next chapter obviously this is so funny because this is where me and Harley differ on how we write Harley loves the outline the master plan me I yeah. just never plan that's me <laughs> I I, I know never like never. I, ha- I have a general idea yep. of how I want it to end, but other than that, I just sit down and write the chapter yeah. and just keep going. What what there was a word for that? Oh, um, like people call it pantsing. So like flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pantser. Yep, I'm a pantser. Me There's too. Like plotters I, and pantsers. Yeah. Welcome, fellow pantser. I'm the same way. <laughs> I was I I aspire to be Harley, where I outline and I have this beautiful outline for the book I'm currently writing, the first one I've ever written myself as well. So hello, fellow writer. Uh, <laughs> and I tried to outline, and then the outline went fuck you, and my brain went fuck you, and so I found out that term years ago and i was talking to a friend and he goes so how you going i'm like i'm totally pantsing it he goes what (laughs) so and like i got to my ending and my ending won't stick and my character is telling me i'm not doing that i'm just not gonna end it that way you're not gonna do that to me i'm actually fuck you i'm not doing that not doing it i'm like but i want to put you on over here like no but i said it in the outline (laughs) and i told people no i'm not doing it fuck you so yeah my character like totally changed my ending yeah I sound like a yeah, psychopath saying that, but my character talks to me and it's like this entire time is like, I'm, I'm literally not doing that. I, yeah. I think, I think yeah. when I, when I start, if I try to plan too much, 
I get overwhelmed and anxious and just like mm-hmm. never end up doing it. For me, I just yeah. have to sit down and get the words out and I'll I just fix that. it later. You but know guys, what I mean? But let's talk about this for a second. Like, honestly, people go to UCLA. We, uh, a good, dear friend of mine, she's a screenwriter. She's a wonderful screenwriter. We've had her on the show before in the last incarnation of this podcast when we were, um, what was it? It's been an emotional. No, the bad kind of puppy. Anyway. And we brought on my uh, our friend Jenna Milley. He was this wonderful screenwriter, and and I, we were talking about you know we meshed and we talked about writing. And she said you know the the really big thing about getting an MFA, uh, you know should you have an MFA to be a screenwriter? She said, look, this is the only way I would say that uh, an MFA prepares you for the alleged real world is that you're paying shit tons of money at UCLA or whatever school you're going to, and they expect so many thousands of words out of you and so many products out of you. And I wrote a piece for Screenwriting U. She actually asked me to write for ScreenwritingUniversity.com, ScreenwritingU.com. I have about 12, I have about 22 pieces on that site that I wrote for a little bit of cash. I'm no expert by any stretch. I don't have any Oscars or Emmys or awards to point to. I have finished work, and I believe in finished work. And one of the things that I said about those of us who didn't go to get MFAs, couldn't afford it, um, too long in the tooth, just not opportunity, is I suggested writing fan fiction. For the same reason that you get an MFA, you have a professor and your peers uh, holding you to task, holding your feet to the fire, and you have to write those thousands of words and thousands upon thousands of words and get notes. It is the very same thing if you write fan fiction. And that's where great authors have come out of. And not so great, who are multi-fucking millionaires. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey bitch, you know. She, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, my lady, yeah. my lord. She can have us all murdered. Uh, you know, she, she wrote <laughs> fan fiction for Twilight, you know, and, and she's turned it yeah. into a fortune. I will never denigrate any writing. If you're writing your uncle's menus and you're copywriting that, that's writing. And it is legit a thing to fanfic. And when you're getting those notes, how fucking valuable! Like it's, it's your yeah. blood, sweat, and tears. How awesome are you to be motivated to do it on your own, and then to get those notes back? Oh my god, I am a huge, huge lover of fanfic, and I really mm-hmm. like. You reminded me, Andre, how much I love it when I started writing and reading this thing that you sent me. I was like, I miss this so much, but it does give me PTSD because people, <laughs> uh, in 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 fandoms are crazy. And it makes me want to go <laughs> lay on the corner and die. So. Yeah, I, I totally, I mean, like, to this day, I'll still get emails from Archive of Our Own saying that someone's, like, left a hit or, Aww. like, left a kudos or left a comment. And it'll literally brighten my day. Isn't like, I don't awesome? know. I don't know what it is. It, yeah. re- it really is. It really is. I feel the and same way. Yeah. 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 It's very cool. Can we talk um, about I've, I a did couple wanna, of things? I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. You go. You go. I was just going to say, I did want to talk about a little bit how a lot of fan fiction writers um, face a certain stigma um, when sort of coming out and saying they write fan fiction. Fuck um, that. Yeah. There, 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 there's a lot of stigma. Well, first of all, a lot of people assume that it's just all erotica. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and then people Unicorns assume Unicorns and it's, dildos. It's, yeah. Yeah. Hagrid and, and most, Harry. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, and then a lot of people assume that it's it's something only women do. Hello, incorrect. That's um, totally incorrect. And it's wait, 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 where, where does where does this why why is everyone always like putting people together? 
I'm getting this like Hagrid and Harry, and then you're just now. Ian is just now turning into the uh, tuning into the podcast, realizing what this thing is. <laughs> no, I, I know what it is, but I'm just like I'm I'm baffled by it. Baffled by people putting Hagrid and Harry together, or anybody Me too. Together. That's just fucking weird. Shipping, Sorry shipping. guys. Sorry, Hagrid people who are putting Harry. Together. That's just wrong, yo. It's wrong. Even even his last year before he like sliced the head off in the no, that was that was uh, long bottom before he like you know vanquished Voldemort. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that was wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. Okay. No, but what is... You want to know what's worse? What's the motivation of it, oh, though? God. Okay. Harry, ha- Harry... No, no. Just in general, putting people together. Because, like, I like Game of Thrones, but I don't say, oh, I want Oberon to hook up with, you know... Anybody. Anybody. Or just, well, anybody. Oberon I would hook up with anybody. I just don't... I don't even... Why, why does that... Why does the fandom always do that? I, I mean, think I have a theory. I have, have a theory. theory. But I was going to say, what's worse than Hagrid and Harry is I've seen people ship Snape and Hermione. Oh, I've what? seen it all. I've seen You've it seen all. It? You've I've, seen it? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I've seen, I've Some seen people, basically ev- everything and anything you could possibly yeah. think of, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Although, I have to say, as a joke, I, would mean, I, write, I used to write, uh, I still kind of every once in a while, but I still wrote for, uh, I would write like $75, $125, $200 a joke for comedians. And I had a comedian challenge me to like come up with some like, um, she wanted to do some performance fan fiction. And she wanted me to write Dolores and Rita Skeeter, and I actually did it. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And it became this whole, who's the Dom uh, power button? It was a whole, you guys would have appreciated it. I got to go dig it up. I got to share it with you guys. It was hilarious. See, like, those kind of ships I'd read for, like, if I needed to laugh. Sure. You know yeah, I mean? like, they call them, like, crack ships. Yeah. Like, ships oh. that they're, they're supposedly, like... You know they're supposed to be ridiculous. like the Sorting they're... Hat and Hermione. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's like yeah. stuff that's read for comedy. Like sure. it's not serious. Although so... some people may be serious. <laughs> Although there are that's the thing of shipping. It's an all-encompassing thing. I think I think the like reason Luna Lovejoy and like are the coming out tree. and shipping. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the reason people. I, I feel like I guess shipping for them is like very liberating once you take everything out of the context of the show or the mm-hmm. movie or whatever. Um, I, I also I don't, don't want, but before we go forward and again like about the Hagrid and Harry thing, I just want to back up and say I don't want to. I don't want to kink shame anyone. I don't want to kink shame anyone. I just feel uncomfortable again with age gaps as well. I I don't. I'm not into underage children being with mm-hmm. a full grown ass man. I think that yeah. was like, and I was hearing that fan fiction thing being floated out like after the first film came out, and I cannot unsee those two characters. And it's like, what has happened? Somebody was sending mm-hmm. to me like thinking I would find it funny, and I'm like, no, not at all. I don't find this hilarious <laughs> at all. Yeah, well, that's that's the sort of dark side of fan fiction, I guess, because I do mm. see fix sometimes with tags like underage sex or incest. Like, Oof. it's yep. essentially a no shame. It's a shame free zone, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I just choose not to engage in it. I guess it, I just yeah. let people go off in their corner and do whatever they want, I guess. Mm. Um, but, but as far as like stigmas against, against fact, uh, fan fiction, I think it's really funny that people sort of ridicule fan fiction writers only because like, it's not too far off from like people that are really into football, like doing fantasy football 
Or, it's you know, like thing. completely trashing an entire city when their team wins or something it's like that. It's literally the same yeah. thing. It's, Only fan it's the fiction same people thing. turn no cars it's over, burn no thing. cities to the ground. Fan fiction writers literally don't go out in the middle of the street and pour beer on their penises and set them on fire. <laughs> literally, unless there's something I'm missing about Dragon Con this year, fan fiction people are coming from a place, I think, of a, you know, it's it's completely... Yeah, I, I, get, th- I get that. Completely that's completely harmless, but like... That's a, Jesus Christ. That's a good Sports comparison. Sports fans are yeah. fucking insane. That's, that's a, that's a, that was <laughs> awesome, Andre. That's that a very good awesome. comparison. And, and even with that, like, I'm a, I'm, I could say I'm a sports fan. You but, are a sports head. But I don't, I mean, I can start a fantasy league with my buddies, and then halfway through the season, I just don't even check. Well, you kind of got, like, a little pissed you know? off because everybody was getting emotional and kicking Well, yeah, that was, that was a while ago. And yeah. then, you know, like, like you know, I like the Dodgers, but I haven't seen a full game since... You know, maybe I watched a full game when I was working in the garage, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. So I guess yeah. even there, I'm not like a total f- fan. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, again, it, I, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with fantasy football. I was just using it as a comparison, but no, I don't advocate a good, for people it, trashing I, entire cities. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I totally get. I totally, I Depends totally on the get. City, um, some cities suck, man. Let's just trash some city. I'm just kidding. Probably get it. <laughs> yeah, no, no well, but like you are, but we talk about the sports thing all the time. It's like, you know, we knew Philly was gonna like go fucking crazy. We knew it was gonna happen, right? Like the SNL did a it was it Philly? Oh yeah. I don't know the sports ball. The team that won the thing that the big thing that everybody's all excited about to do commercials yeah, with. Yeah, I think it was I think it was it was it was Philly, yeah. It was like whatever was animal England, was playing it was next to the other and animal. Yeah. And so already SNL had already done a sketch yeah. about it, like three weeks prior and they were just like that burning shit down and I'm like fuck you know yeah that, that well, shit I, I don't I don't I don't understand that shit but I so let's really back don't. on up though and I'm just telling you like and again I don't look I'm not trying to come off like I'm the adult in the room I'm the old motherfucker <laughs> I, I, I know something that my writing teacher told me back in the day he said look any any any, any writing is legitimate any writing is legitimate and, it, and if you have a problem with fan fiction, that's your shit. If you have a problem with seeing that as legitimate writing, that's your shit. And then there are a lot of people who can get in your way and say, oh, oh, you know, you wrote your little stories around somebody else's world. It's like, dude, have you read them? Mm-hmm. There's legitimate, legitimate writing. So let me give you a case in point of how I have thrown that back in someone's face. Someone said fan fo- fiction is not writing. Fan fiction? Fan fiction is not writing years ago and i said what but dude when we first come to la this is when you had to come to la to make it that's no longer true you can come you can you can sentient and remotely we got technology motherfuckers so but when you had to come here back in the day you would write a spec script about an, an existing show it's the same fucking difference. So the spec scripts mm-hmm. I was writing when I first landed in 2002, I was like spec scripting King of Queens and Sopranos and uh, I think I, was, I did Angel and whatever's out there. So you had to know the world and you had to write a bottle episode or an, an episode that would take place that included the universe that was, that was canon, but yet you could, you could like put on the air in case certain characters needed to take a break. So it's usually a two-character episode, so production would get a break, motherfuckers could take vacation, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't fuck with the storyline. That is literally what a spec script was then. That's what a spec script is today. That is the exact same thing as fan fiction. 
So but do you, you want to know what's funny though? It's if if you really think about it, like Hamilton is fan fiction. It is. The new Star yeah. Wars movies are technically fan fiction because they're, cause they're not written fiction. by George Lucas. I was I on my way like... to that larger point. Thank you for making my thesis. I will be in the coffee. But room. it's Please when. But it's egg. only when. It's only when women are yes. writing it. I was about to say that. So I feel like there's um, a lot of the stigma around fan fiction comes from the fact that a lot of people assume it's just mostly teenage girls. Yeah. writing it and i feel like people undervalue what teenage girls can accomplish yeah absolutely and, and, and like not only that it's a, well obviously not only teenage girls who write it Hello. but just because there's there's that um sort of imaginary people have in their head they're like oh well this this can't possibly be serious because uh why would a teenage girl uh take anything seriously or something along those lines yeah and yeah, i've had I've, I've had readers of of that fan fiction i wrote i've had i've talked to some of them and and a vast majority have had just assumed that i was a woman mm-hmm. and when i said i was a boy they were shocked yeah, yeah. and I, don't, I really don't know where that comes from and what really doesn't help is when um like talk shows do this a lot where they have guest stars like celebrities will come on their show and they're like we're gonna have you read some fan fiction and it's like it'll be ray fines and they'll make him read like voldemort harry fan fiction (laughs) and they don't credit the author it's very much used for comedic effect yeah so you're you're devaluing it honestly you know what and it's an elitism thing as well but let me ring let me ring some warning bells for all you out there these teenage girls y'all making fun of, they're about to fix and to run the goddamn world. They fix and mm-hmm. to run the world, yo. They're of age. They're running for office. They have something to say. They're about to be showrunners. They're about to be DPs. They're about to be story editors and story writers. I mean, I feel bad mm-hmm. for all y'all people who are afraid of young women because there's fixing to be a whole bunch of those people in your shit. Yeah. Yeah. So and even I'm like, just saying, y'all need to like y'all need to get your DVR all loaded up with your CSIs because <laughs> shit's fixing to change. I mean, it's changing as we see it. Young women voices are coming into the fray, and they do come directly out of fan fiction writing. That's where mm-hmm. they get their chops. I mean, it's a legit way in because not everybody can afford the tuition at UCLA. Nobody has the sure. time to sit down it's and like free. rock out a, a four year degree. It's free. It also is hard as shit because you're not you're not like getting your MFA and in your little bl- bubble and David Milch comes and like guest talks to you and shit and you get to talk to Shonda Rhimes for five fucking minutes, you know, because you're in that you paid that money. You're mm-hmm. in the shit. Your audience is up your dick. As soon as you hit post, your audience is like, okay, but why though? Did she walk in the room and blah, blah, blah? And why was it a Tuesday? <laughs> and why are they not this? And why are they not Catholic? And I don't understand the unicorn. Fuck you. I mean, like you are already in the comment section. Yes. So I say the fan fiction writer is more tried and true than someone who gets insulated by that. And this sort of goes for like any fan, any fan creations in general. Like I saw, it was either J- Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, one of the Jimmys, one of the and Jimmys. they had, and um, the Infinity War cast was like out doing their press tour, so they they were doing an interview. And as a joke, one of the Jimmys gave Robert Downey Jr. fan art of. Tony Stark and Bruce Banner kissing. 
as a joke and they didn't again they didn't credit the artist so they're using their that artist's work who like took the time to express something about the way they felt about yeah. about that the, that ship, you know who did and it, and they right? sort of pulled it from the internet and used it as used it as a joke, See, and that really that doesn't cool. help. And this it's is why, again, cool. my one I can count them anyways. I love Mr. Robot, and this is one of the reasons I love Mr. Robot. Everybody, if you watch Mr. Robot, there's a Tyrellian ship that's out there, Tyrell Wellick. And his deep, deep feelings for Elliot Alderson. He loves him so much. I think Elliot's just sort of using his ass, but whatever. Let's talk about that abusive relationship. Anyway, he has DID, Elliot does. And I think Mr. Robot may be using Tyrell. But Tyrell doesn't know the difference between these two. He's starting to figure it out. And they showed Martin Wallstrom, who plays Tyrell, Elliot kissing um, Tyrell, them in the lip lock. And he was just so in love with it. He goes, I embrace this. And he's been... The actor's been asking for him and Elliot to have, like, a real-life kiss. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think both of these actors are down for it. But the way the show handles it is not a joke. They're like, no, we legit see where you want this to go. And Sam Ismail, the creator, is like, no, I'm not going to piss on this at all. And he's trying to give it as much. He didn't envision that. I can tell that he didn't envision that in his story. That mm-hmm. one care it's an unfulfilled love that Tyrell has sure. these physical feelings because of a father thing, blah, blah, blah. He legitimately is a bisexual man in love with this man who is two people who split himself in two. But like the show doesn't just go, here's a funny joke about here's a stucky joke. Here's a so I, I'm very sensitive to that when people are pissing in that way. But I, I haven't always been that way. I had to be educated in these last, I would say, a good last eight years of people going, okay, legitimately, d- don't make fun of this, right? Yeah. Haggis is not making fun of it. He is not playing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I, I also wanted to say, um, I think another reason why people write fan fiction or just create fan art in general um, is that it's a really great way to get close to the characters you want to get close to. At mm-hmm. least that's how it felt for me when I was writing the Teen Wolf fanfic. Yeah, yeah. I've talked about this before, but junior year of high school, or wait, when did I? Oh, no, it was a senior year in high school. I was still working through some anxiety and mental health issues then. But writing that fan fiction was a really great way. It was sort of a catharsis in a way mm-hmm. because it was me sort of translating all the feelings I was having into these characters. I mean, poor characters, but they had, the situation was there already, you know? Um, so I was doing that and it was, it also served as a really great distraction. It, it was a great exercise for my brain, honestly, you know, with with grammar and storytelling and whatnot. So uh, there's literally nothing wrong with fan fiction unless you started getting into like the underage sex and then incest and whatever. Yeah. But even that's to a certain extent, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess I would take I this. Know. Here's how I would say something kind of controversial. At least you're, you're not acting it out in real life. I, I, that's, I think that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a cop. I'm not any of those things. I feel like, and, and, and people are very complicated and, and have their own struggles. So I don't want to delegitimize anyone tonight and, or tomorrow and, and make them feel lesser than. It's not ever my goal. Uh, you know, sometimes just mm-hmm. getting it out there and sharing it with people kind of be you're you're able to touch the hot stove without touching the hot stove. So 
I mean, that's all I'm probably comfortable saying about that. So that's why I'm saying I don't want to I don't want to kink shame anyone or I don't want to shame anyone just in the general sense of the term. Because, you know, it's a it's a great big, wide, complicated plaid world. It's not even black and white or gray. It's plaid. So, yeah, I, I just think and I don't want to sit here and go, ew, you know, it's that's not what I would do. I mean, although I have done that literally on this podcast. I, I feel like it's a it's a playground where people can express some things, and maybe they take stock of that later and go, "That's not how I feel." Because I look at stuff that I wrote. I've been writing since I was eight, and I look back at all my journals and go, "I don't feel that way. I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've evolved. When I was 16, 25, 30, 45, hell, last year, I don't feel the way I do about certain things anymore. So. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you want to say something on that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I on to just talk to the shit. topic of like yeah, um, like the different sorts of things. Like, what do you mean? Uh, it, it just looked like you wanted to say something. Oh, oh, she's <laughs> nodding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I um, was like, what, uh, like. I can, but I didn't know exactly where you were going. I was just going to say, I, I wanted to add on to that in that um, I I have put out that, that Team One fanfic and, it, and it's live and I'm definitely not going to tell you where to find it. But <laughs> I also, I have a bunch of unfinished fanfics in my computer right now, mostly because like, for me, especially Team Wolf, I'll just like go through bouts of really missing the show. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like, and like writing some fanfic, like getting back with those characters, getting in their heads, feeling close to them again is, is a real catharsis. Mm-hmm. It really helps me sometimes, mm-hmm. I think. It's yeah. a, it's just a great distraction, I think, in general. We were watching the, the last season episode by episode. And that was it's, really, it was painful. It Not was, because the, the season was oh, great. Oh, no, the season was good. It, it was just painful because we knew it was ending. I feel that exactly because I started watching Teen Wolf when I was a sophomore in high school. I binged the first two seasons on Netflix when it was still on Netflix. Um, and it was before even season three came out, which season three ended up being my favorite by mm-hmm. far. Um, still to this day, I'll say that it, it's probably the best season that they had. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. But it, it was just amazing. Just like all the performances in it and the writing was just pretty great. And coincidentally, that's where a lot of the fanfic is based on. It, it actually oh, really? really is. Actually, the it's, one I wrote was season 3A. Yeah, it's fanfic, largely yeah. based on season 3A, 3B because it's it's a general consensus from the fandom that it's it's those typically the, the best. Those were the best, yeah. yeah. Um. But, yeah, so seeing seeing the show come to a close, um, when I've had it, when I had it in my life for so long, and I, I did, like, grow up with it in a way just, like, when I was a kid, I grew up with Harry Potter. Like, I read, like, the last Harry Potter book, like, right after it came out, and I had been, like, waiting for it. And I think I was about 10 years old when that happened, and I sat at my grandma's kitchen table all day. <laughs> all day and read all 700 some pages of the last Harry Potter within wow. a day. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's how I was when I was a kid. I was like super dedicated. I used to read Harry Potter by my nightlight. I would like go like when I was supposed to be sleeping when I was a kid. That's some Abraham Lincoln shit. This is why my eyesight is shitty though. <laughs> I have to have glasses now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my mom warned me, but that's what I get for reading Harry Potter. By that's what happened light, to me but... too, girl. That's what happened to me. <laughs> but like, I, I definitely understand that. Like seeing something like Teen Wolf come to a close, like where Harry Potter was a lot of like, it, it took up a lot of my childhood, 
um, Teen Wolf took up a lot of, like, my teenage years. So it, it holds a very special place in my heart. So when we were watching, like, the last season together, I was just like, oh, this is, it's so sad to see it completely yeah. end. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. And this is a great roundabout way of getting back to that whole thing about how close some people really feel about the fandoms that they're in. And some people mm. are really content with being in a particular fandom and interacting on a daily, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I guess I can say that about Team. I typically don't run into really terrible Teen Wolf fandom people. Not really. I, I tend to avoid those corners. I feel like I've always cultivated my space on Tumblr especially because uh-huh. that's that's where I, um, st- you know, started um, just with my, I guess, like, Tumblr blog in, in general was Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, and I even created a Tumblr because I wanted to follow fanfic writers who I admired on Tumblr um, for their Teen Wolf fan fiction. So I've always... I, I know they're out there because every fandom has sure, yeah. <laughs> has the toxic people, and I have seen it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a like legitimate fighting, point to make. Like that's fighting, important. But, that's an important point um, to make that every fandom I definitely try to just... Stay away from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. I think sometimes fandoms for me it, it becomes a bit of a deterrent into getting to a show. Like for me, uh, when yeah. I, I'm talking about Supernatural, like <laughs> <laughs> so, I watched the first two seasons yeah. of Supernatural. For me. Same for me. I was gonna go in there, and then I was just like, I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah. I like I like creaked open the door, and I saw all the shit that was going on. I was like, no thanks, and I'm I left. But right. yeah, I watched the first two seasons of Supernatural. I was starting to get invested. I really liked the characters. I had some feelings about it, and then and then I made the mistake of looking up the Supernatural tag. And it's literally, it's all people literally screaming in caps lock to each other. And I really, I mean, like, you've seen a lot more of it than I have. But what is it? What is it? Supernatural or just in general? With with Supernatural. Do you know what it is about that that specific show? Well, I, okay, my theory is just Supernatural has been around for so long. Yeah, Um, that's what it is. It's, it's on what is it now like season it it, season 13 has ended i haven't watched season 13 itself i was waiting for it to be put on netflix as i've done with the last couple seasons um because i just don't like waiting episode to episode with like all the cliffhangers um but i've also i feel like i've also been watching supernatural since i was a sophomore in high school like around the time I, i started watching teen wolf i wasn't ever as invested in supernatural as i was teen wolf mostly because i feel like those characters were they were already adults so like it was easier for me to latch on to teenage teenage characters granted a lot of those actors were already uh well into their 20s when they were playing like 16 year olds but as characters, they were still teenagers, so it was right. easier for me to get attached to them. But Supernatural, I feel like it's it's like one of those older shows, so it's kind of had time to um, just, like, evolve into, like, many, many different things. Like, there are so many different, like, iterations of it. Uh-huh. And I feel like people who have watched it from, you know, like, maybe the beginning, and then there are, like, people who are newer, like, the younger kids and stuff who are watching it 
have very different ideas about what the show is. And I feel like that's also because the show itself has just manifested in, into something completely different than it, what it was originally. Sure, yeah. There are no full to Now it, you know how I feel I about Star Wars. That's a, that's a bad thing. <laughs> but it's it's just like it's um continuously changed over the years as they've gotten um new crew and everything else, new actors. And it's evolved as like those those actors have grown and everything else. So I feel like there's there can be like a lot of animosity about people's expectations, sure. Because they expect one thing from these characters that maybe would have made sense a couple seasons ago, but may not necessarily pertain to what's happening, uh, you know, currently sure, yeah. within yeah. the show. Yeah. Maybe something like that. There's just like. Well, that's There's exactly that what I just, that's what I was just saying about Star Wars. I mean, like, you know, again, those old ass motherfuckers like me saw it like in the theater back in the Dizzle and they had to suffer through all the stuff you guys didn't have to watch in the <laughs> 70s and 80s when they try to like just blow the flan- franchise out in horrible ways. But like, and then there's all those old fanboys who are holding on to this, this crotchety original version of it. And I'm not saying that it, it can split, be split easily into that camp, but there's a lot of diehards who, this is my Star Wars, don't fuck with my Star Wars. Everybody's white, everybody's heterosexual, you know, and and Han shot first and blah 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 and, and that's all cooked. Han did shoot first. I'm with y'all on the rest of it, but I think <laughs> but the rest of it no, we can like open our minds and I think the, the the longer something goes on, the more people get stuck in their ways. I mean, by example, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, but you know, they put women mm-hmm. They make a female yeah. Ghostbusters, and then the Ghostbusters fans that I know, it's a very inclusive, diehard, like Star Trek fans. They are very mm. open, cool, awesome people. And so when this toxic fandom came in and tried to wreck it, they stood behind the actors who were in the female Ghostbusters and, and sent them uh, notes of encouragement, specifically. Uh, Leslie Jones, who they went after yes. her on Twitter, and and thank yeah. God she's bomb ass. I love my girl. <laughs> she turned around and said, "Eat oh, a Chris. duck," because um, <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. But it's the same thing. It's like people want to hang on. I think this. I see the same thing with Supernatural. I was looking into it today mm-hmm. and preparing for this. I'm like, how nasty has this gotten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it reminds me of the Star Wars thing. It reminds me of people fighting over Star Trek. And I'm like, we started with Gene Roddenberry giving us a world of inclusion back in the fucking day, yo. Like, he gave us green people and purple people because he was trying to say something about ethnicity and put Ohura on that bridge and put a Russian on that bridge and put a Japanese person and an openly openly homosexual person in the cast on the show. And so when people like come for like Star Trek, I'm like, let's sit down and have a fucking talk, yo. So the supernatural thing, it doesn't surprise me, but it also surprises me. Does that make sense? Where I'm like, yeah, yeah. the fuck is happening with y'all guys? You know <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about Star Wars for a second because <laughs> Harley and I have uh, talked extensively <laughs> on this partic- particular topic and the the Star Wars fandom just fucking blew up <laughs> after The Last Jedi came yes. out. And exactly. here here's my thing. This is great for me and Harley because Harley, you grew up on the prequels. Or not not necessarily. Well, I guess the prequels, but like the originals were what my family watched a lot. Right. I, I love Star Wars and have since 
I was really young. When I was yeah. in middle school, I was like really into reading like the Star Wars books that they had. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've always really Yeah, so so you you've grown up on it. I I really haven't. You know, I only got into it because the new movies were coming out and I wanted to be a part of it. Um and so so the last Jedi comes out. <laughs> And the entire, not the entire fandom, I'm going to say like 25% of the fandom, a very loud 25% of the fandom, (laughs) blows up over this movie. And a lot of it is because they're not happy with the changes it made. They're They're not happy with how the material was handled, what have you. But it brought a really ugly side of the mm. fandom yeah. and we were seeing ghosts of it when people were like chasing daisy ridley off yeah. of instagram because they didn't want a female leading the new star wars movie That's they right. didn't want a female-led yeah. star wars people making yeah. like racist comments about having a black stormtrooper oh there, yeah there aren't black stormtroopers and i was like well there actually, are aliens if you <laughs> if you'll realize not all the stormtroopers are like clones anymore so blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah yeah and it's it's a mess but oh i don't let's get, get a start from the fact that there might be a, like a relationship that possibly is budding there so you know yeah between but, Finn and yeah yeah, yeah and I mean, so, but so the, that, the that's sort of blew but, up we talk about this all the time. I mean, on this podcast, yeah. you know, even before we got to meet you, Andre, and that's why I think that you, we, we love you. And now Harley's with us. And if we're talking about this, y'all people have been bisexual since the fucking stone age. Somebody came up out of the ether and went, Hey, I think Ugg and chug are kind of cute. <laughs> and it's always been that way. Y'all it's whatever y'all, y'all can like hide behind your bullshit and, and deny stuff. But this is representational. Also, black people are out there in the world. They're in space. I know. It's scary as shit. There's black people <laughs> in space, y'all. Brown people are in space, motherfuckers. And so so we have to see it on screen because it is the truth. It is the truth in the mm-hmm. streets. It is the truth. Women do shit. They get shit done. They're not trying to, like, take yo stuff. They just trying to do they stuff. So... So it is important that we put that out there because it is the truth. It is just the mm-hmm. motherfucking truth. So I know you wanted your Star Wars white and all right and to the right and tight. And, you know, you wanted Carrie to have no bra on flopping around the, the spaceship. <laughs> but we know who Carrie Fisher was and we know what she would have said about all this shit. And she did up until the day she died. She was a part of the original resistance, and I'm that old, broad, exact same age as her who's here to tell you that this world has been like this since we're just not getting around to it. And then y'all going to have to, you're going to be kicking and screaming to the bitter end, but you're, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And and again, like people chasing Kelly Marie Chan off her social media sure. as well. She back for, though. For, she back. She back. She's she back. She yeah, she did. Yeah, she's like, you know, I'm not gonna let this get. That. I'm not. I mean, like, good for her. She's so. She seems like one of the sweetest people. Like, yeah. I, I remember seeing like a, a little clip, like a video of her. Um, also, and she was in a coffee shop, and people were talking about Rose's character, and she was she was sitting there like tearing up because she was just so excited to like people were excited for yeah. Right? For right. her to be on screen as that sort of representation. I just, I like, it baffles me. Like, I understand it because people are racist and horrible. But I, like, I, at the same time, I don't understand how someone could 
like people could be so awful to someone who's obviously doing their job and also just providing like this you know new icon for kids of color like i i just don't get it but it's also, it's you know asians are everywhere asians are everywhere. yes yes they are <laughs> but it again it's it's There's a lot of the, the room, fandom by the way there's one in the room right now <laughs> we've been infiltrated <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's a lot of the fandom again like i don't know like screaming you know social justice warrior bullshit you know and, and stuff like that and it's, yeah. it's, it's just really not we just want our our movies to be i don't give a fuck you about guys. it you can call me all the like, goddamn it's names not, you want it's to. not that hard but then, oh, but then again, here's the thing. I mean, getting getting away from all of that and mm. how toxic that fandom can be, and they're definitely not the only ones to do something like this. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, I mean, even definitely when the prequels not. came out, like George Lucas like got death threats because of yeah. including a character like Jar Jar Binks or something like okay, that. Okay, I did not, I did not, legitimately, for the record, give him a death threat. I might have yelled at him out the window when I saw him one time when he was in town. And it wasn't about Jar Jar Binks. It was the fact that those were travesty. And I might have just yelled travesty. But I did not call the man names. And you actually work with an actor who played Jar Jar Binks. And he's a sweet man. I didn't, I didn't call for any of that. They were, I think they were lousy movies. But again, it's because I had the other ones. And now I'm opening up my mind to the people who were like grew up with those. And they're like, get off of those prequels. That's how I grew up. Eat a dick. I love this. Lucas had young children at that point, and he was writing something that was family friendly. The only thing I ultimately ended up hating Lucas for, and I'm over it now, is that he erased his original version of Star Wars. And I'm over even that because it's a fucking story, and I'm a grown ass person, and I, you know, I'm fine with all his nine necks. He is Jabba the Hutt. Just saying. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I don't, I, I really don't know. It just. It's again, it's again, cl- people clutching to like the the childhood connections and this, the nostalgia. Is. But also let it go because I did too, y'all. And also calling for this man to be running to the ditch. What the fuck is wrong with you? What but is I mean, wrong like, you with can, you? You can you can show your disapproval over a, over a movie in any number of ways, except for like sending death threats to the creators or the the mm-hmm. actors who definitely had a hand in writing the movie, That's right? right? <laughs> yeah. Like they're just they're just doing their jobs, you guys. Well, can but I like say, look, you can Can go, I yeah, second this something though? Because I'm talking about fan fiction, I'm talking about writers. Now here's what I'm gonna say from my writer peeps and, and I know I have friends in writers room writer rooms across this this town. I will say this in their defense. You have so many hours in the day. You have 8 to 9 to 12 to 15 voices, depending on the room. Sometimes less than, sometimes more. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. You have network notes. You have expectation from other people that the room can't even begin to get into. You'll just get a phantom note. So what I love about fan fiction is that, yes, people have the luxury of coming in in calm. You have had a nap. You have not. You haven't pissed in a corner in a bucket. Look, I got five, I got about a dozen stories of people who pissed in the room in, in receptacles, and they were women. Okay, so just let's talk about the beleaguered writer in the room who has to turn a piece around. You're also competing with your other writers. You're competing with somebody from other shows. They have their, uh, the exec producers have their assistants. So oh, I've sent it to my home with my assistant. They wrote a scene last night. 
let's talk about the beleaguered writer. Okay, great. You're in the WGA. Okay, you're in the room. And you're like, oh, mom, I've made it. And you're sleep deprived. You're sleeping on the lot. You're sleeping in your car before you can go home to the valley because that's where you live. You don't live on the west side where the studio is. You're living deep fucking valley or even worse, you know, beyond in the ocean somewhere. And, like, all of those people are being pushed and pulled to create a story. Sure. So then fan fiction writers get to go in with a world that was created that they enjoyed and they get to make it in their own image, in their own way. And I respect and appreciate and do say that is legitimate writing. But can we just take a minute to understand just how hard it is for a writer in this town? You don't get to go to the red carpet. You don't get your name on shit. Ten writers will write an episode. It's the name at the top. People Mm -hmm. are vying for exec producer, co-producer. You'll spend your years in those rooms as a writer's assistant. You'll write the most juicy scenes and your boss will take credit. It's just how it works and you accept that. So I would like for the people who do come for a show, why didn't you, why didn't they, what happened with, to please understand that there are men and women um, and other people out there, don't ascribe to either one of those identities, by the way, that are in these rooms doing God's work all the time to bring stories to you as best they can. And I want to give a shout out to those people on this podcast because they are legitimate, they are real, and they are human beings. Um, And I respect those people as well. So when I get mad at a show sometimes, I remember the stories that my friends who have had the privilege of sitting in those rooms go, it's hard. It's really hard. So, yeah. Just a little candle over my head for those motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Yeah, that Definitely. that that sort of goes hand in hand and what I wanted to talk about when it came to fan reactions of stuff. Mm. Because for some people, if they don't like what they see on the screen, some they will turn to fan fiction and create their own stuff. That's why a lot of the, the stucky stuff comes into place because a mm. lot of it like we we talked about like Steve Rogers, we just want him to be happy. Yeah. And a sure. lot of the fan fiction <laughs> yeah. of Stephen Bucky is them just being in domestic bliss and fluff and <laughs> yeah. just like staying at home and ordering Chinese and watching movies. And then that's the fiction. That's the fanfic. And, and it's I got to tell you, I, I will bet you a million dollars. And this is what I also know to be true. Those writers want the same thing you guys want. The studio's not going to oh, let that happen. Then, like, the studio don't have time for that, and I'm going to let that happen until, like, y'all come along and change the world. That's just why I love youth of the world. Y'all come along and change that. And go, yeah, they do want 20 minutes of them just sitting here ordering pizza. I mean, yeah. we yeah. watch the Marvel characters sit there and just chomp on, you know, shawarma at the end and the post credits. <laughs> I mean, and people actually stayed there for it and loved it every minute of it. I think that's coming. But there's also that kind of moment where. They want to see it happen, too, and they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, no, this is something, I ain't going to tell you their names, but I know at least three people who are, they work on big shit that are also fan fiction writers. And they get, they write on their own shows, and then some of them write on their friend shows and other shows. So sometimes you're reading fanfic written by an actual I'm not saying legit. You guys are all legit. But like somebody who's written on that show and maybe yeah. they've left the show or maybe they're taking a hiatus or maybe they had a baby and they're sitting there going, let me just show you what I think should have probably <laughs> fucking happened in that season. So, yeah. yeah. I'll leave it up to you to go find those people. I can't name them for you, but I'm just saying they 
exist. That's honestly amazing. I know I know um a lot of the people I admire who write like young adult books started from writing fan fiction, but I know a lot of them still continue and have admitted to continuing to write fan fiction. So it's like even people who are, you know, successful like in their industries and stuff, they they go back to it because, because it's wonderful it's because the, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's just such a creative open sort of medium where they have, you know, they can have that freedom to do what they want and maybe things they couldn't even do in their own stuff. Because, you know, yeah. there, there are obvious restrictions and stuff with time and uh, material and everything else. Yeah, and can I just say, this is also one of the big reasons I love Sensate. Is because mm. because the show is so busy. It's juggling eight different character arcs. But the show still finds time to give us moments of Lito and Hernando cooking together. Yes. Or all of them having one big meal together and laughing and talking and just... A lot of fluff, and it's some of the best moments of the show because it, it's all we out. really want to see. Like for call. me, I know Teen Wolf is a good, not to bring everything back to Teen because I know we've talked about it a lot, <laughs> but like, it just, it just has a really good. Okay. It has a lot of good examples for what we're talking about. Of course, but like yeah. Teen Wolf. Everyone just wants everyone in that show to like go to the beach and have some ice cream. I know, but right? We have forty three minutes for an episode, mm-hmm. and we have ten episodes in a season. Or sometimes twenty four, but even then, it's you're telling really big plots, and you mm-hmm. need every single minute. It's you very know what true, I mean? and, and you know, and, and again, like my, sometimes my the friend, show will, yeah. Sometimes the show will sort of divert into that. I guess mm-hmm. nothing's I, really coming off to the top of my head, but I I know for sure that there have definitely been moments like that. I guess like the end of season oh, two. Or you mean like just sort of like. You mean, like, scenes that are kind of just, like, a sit-back sort of scene? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, certain parts of, like, the school dance from season one. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Like, their formal... There's a scene where, I mean, I guess maybe spoilers, but I, I don't know if it's in season four, but where Derek is de-aged, and they're having... Styles is having dinner, like, Chinese food, I think, with Scott's dad yeah. and de-aged Derek. Yeah. And they're, like... He's like, oh, this is my cousin, Miguel. And he's like, and then he's like, oh, where are you from, Miguel? And then he just starts fluently speaking in Spanish. So it's like, there is certain, I mean, Timo's really good with like having the comedic in with the serious, I feel like. Yeah, I really, really do. But I love, I I do, I do really love when um, shows that are even, you know, like heavy in plot, they have those, even if it's, even if it's quick, even if it's little, have those. Um, you know, small moments that have, I feel like, just, like, a lot of heart because people, it's it's very relatable. Because, like, we can't relate to, like, werewolves and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I don't know, the, man. Those... <laughs> I kind of do. Two, well, two big moments come to mind for Teen Wolf. One is the end of season two where Scott and Styles are just passing around the lacrosse ball. Mm, yeah. And Styles mm. saying, like, you know, you've always had me and something like that. And yeah. then season three with the hug you know the yeah, hug the, tm the hug. and it's the the gift that keeps on gifting i see it to this day it's yeah. like one of the the hallmarks of the show is the scott and styles hug where they think styles has like dementia and that i won't say that's like fluff but i'm glad the show took time it's it's, it's at its core like it's heart like i yeah. i love the i love the moments where it really just delves into 
you know, characters' interactions with one another, like, their their emotions and, like, what makes them who they are as characters in all the, you know, sort of wildness that is the plot. Yeah. It's just, like, these are the characters that sort of tether everything to this well, because great I think in, sort of in, story. I, I think in that moment we get caught up with the, the plot and the mythology. We get caught up and we don't realize that these really are just, like, teenage kids mm-hmm. going through this. Yeah. And that's I think that's what you realize when you yeah. when you when you're in that scene in the hospital is that these are kids and they're going through all of this shit together. And yeah. just the, I mean like that the level of acting and the the writing yeah. for for these shows like when it brings it out and everything is just like Yeah, for wow. sure, for yeah, sure. Definitely create some of the most like memorable moments. Yeah. I do understand at the end of the day you need to give you need to give an episode or a season that ne- makes coherent sense with the plot and everything. Um, but I do, I do think this is, this is where fan fiction come in. And I think maybe movies and TV shows are heading this way. Now that we're getting more Netflix originals that they don't really have capped episode times. Like Sensei, it varies anywhere from 50 minutes to two hours. That's right. You know what I mean? I was about to, let me, let me jump on top of that. I totally, I totally agree with this. I think that storytelling is actually going to evolve the way that it's taught all. I've been saying this and challenging this forever i'm kind of doing it in the book that i'm writing now is like there is the 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 three-story act structure i don't necessarily believe in that i I think that uh, even though he's problematic tarantino came along with pulp fiction and kind of turned the film plot structure on its head i feel like we're going in that direction where we don't have um this big action driven tent poles kind of that's constructs of the old white man you know what i'm saying so i i feel like uh storytelling itself is going to mm-hmm. stray away from the stuff that's been taught the old beowulf structure the shakespearean structure the three acts even i feel like what we're calling fluff which is really human moments will start to dominate maybe mm-hmm. a driving three act um structure and i want to see young writers do that and we're we're better to do that in fan fiction we're better to do that in in this world where you can remake that bed and and see how people play in it and a lot of fan Mm -hmm. fiction i don't see these big three major arcs in it i don't see these three big tim i love it because i'm like we're just going through a day we're just having a moment we're just wandering through a field in a day and it's wildly popular so mm-hmm. i feel like the least creative people in the world the people who make decisions in this town and um change is coming and yeah. it's going to come on a whirlwind and it's going to be very abrupt and a lot of people are going to go out kicking and screaming but honestly i'm here for it i am so excited to see the new structure, lack of structure, the new storytelling. I'm up for mm-hmm. it, man. I want to see the wild, wild new fucking West of yeah. storytelling. You know what I mean? Did you so. want to talk a little bit about the, the Captain America fic I sent you? Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about it just yet. I feel like the podcast is running long. I want to feel like I finish <laughs> it. I want to feel like it's going to, we might even do an entire podcast on it, but I, I want to feel like, <laughs> Can I just talk about the the stuff that I don't like in uh in in fandoms? Please. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you don't own it. It is not yours. It belongs to multiple people. It takes anywhere from 80 to 3000 people to make a film. It doesn't belong to you. Um you can't control it. Get over yourself. Please go see a shrink. 
If you want to dox somebody, um, be prepared to get doxed back. People are putting software on the internet where that shit will come back to you. Please stop being that fucking dick. Also, please stop fetishizing people's sexuality. Stop, mm-hmm. straight white girls, stop shoving <laughs> boys together because you think they're cute. Just let it happen, girl. Calm down. Go watch a makeup YouTube tutorial. And stop fetishizing people's sexuality. Let it happen. Same thing with dudes. Just because they're having an intimate conversation doesn't mean these two girls are going to bang. And if they do, it's none of your <laughs> Thank business. you. Thank you. Those are also the same girls That's that are also like, why can't men express their emotions and be in touch right. with their feminine side or their sensitive side? It's yeah. the same girls going, oh, my God, they had eye contact for like two seconds. They're obviously meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> and also the same, and that's the same bitch who goes, oh my God, he was like telling me like what happened to him, to him today. And I was like, why are you oversharing? Oh my God, get out of my yeah, face. Exactly. Where's my, exactly. yeah, fuck you, bitch. Uh, you need to work yourself out and stop watching the Kardashians so much because you don't have a realistic <laughs> view of the world, girl. Okay, so. Also, this thing about you coming into a fandom and like just because I'm 54 and you thinking I'm some old pedophile in your thing, please get over yourself. I'm not here to like teach y'all. I'm not here to be creeping on you. I have a relationship. I have a man. I was just coming in to have a conversation, getting your new take on it. If you want to see me as an old ass person, bye, bitch. I will yeah. not share anything that I think about anything. I have the superpower of being able to go and go outside. So yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. I think I think it's I think it's tricky getting into a, a, a fandom that has long been in existence. Mm. Um I've I've been told like if I talk about a Star Wars film, mostly on Tumblr, I've been told on Tumblr that because I didn't grow up with it, like my opinion isn't valid. And that's bullshit. And that's bullshit that those old crusty motherfuckers fuck y'all too. Fuck you specifically. You don't own it. You didn't make it. And you do not control these people. I I hate that sort of ideology because like for me, when I have something that I really, really love, even if I've loved it since like I was a kid, like for me, I feel like, um, like Marvel, for instance, has always been like a, a big part of my life because I grew up watching like the X-Men and my uncle is like an avid comic book reader. So even the things that I, you know, I didn't know really from watching movies, he would tell me about these characters and everything. For me as a person, like when I have something that I love or that I grew up with, I want to share that with people and yeah. get them mm-hmm. to like love it too mm-hmm. if if they, you know, so choose. But like I feel like that's that's what fandom should be. <laughs> yeah. Not being like, oh, elitist, like I've been here longer than you and because I've yeah. been here longer than you, I'm more important and I know more and so therefore I'm great. Like I yeah. think it's bullshit. I don't understand it goes that. both ways. So I'm just saying like again, I am not down for the crusty old fuck who's like, I've got my Star Wars t shirt, I was here in seventy two. Dude, <laughs> fuck off. I'm just saying, no, 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 no. Because no. he's part of the problem. She's part of the problem. I'm talking about like seriously, can't we all just like have an a conversation? And you do this face to face at cons. Yeah. You do this a lot of time. If you take the time to go to cons, you meet people from all kinds of walks of life, and it's like super amazing because you're talking to people who are from everywhere. And you know, I used to work on a tour with Jimmy Buffett, and the fans were multi generational, and and it was awesome because it would be people who were like. 
14 and people who were like 90. And it was like really cool. It was a great fandom because people were there for the same thing, just having this kind of experience together. And that's, that's what we should be coming together. You don't own it. Old, young, in the middle. Yeah. You don't own it. Let's share it, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think we're. Definitely. I think mean like Harley and I. I think I think we're a really good example of that. Is because, like I said, you were you were the one that really sort of got me into the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and like we we would have a lot of conversations about Captain America: Civil War in particular because mm-hmm. that was the one I had seen most recently. It's the one I was seeing a lot, if you remember. <laughs> and we would have conversations of it, and and at no point did you say. I don't think that that's a valid opinion because you haven't watched Winter Soldier and the first Avenger. Like, it's, I just love telling you and I'd be like, oh, like, I just love adding in information. I'm like, did you know that in the comics, Bucky oh, yeah. and Natasha had a thing? Yeah. Like, and then he would be like, what? And I'm like, I know, right? Weird, huh? And then yeah. we would talk about it. Like, I just love, you know, sharing stuff like that. And I feel like that's just how it it should, should be should be when you when you really do admire somebody else's work you yeah. want to share it with in good faith and not say like well i mean i'm definitely the expert on this because such and such and such yeah i'm never like- i'm never going to like go up to someone i'm i'm like i'm never going to say have you read the harry potter books no oh well, yeah. like and like literally have <laughs> right. like like, like flip a, out on them <laughs> a demon possession like no and like 30 years down the line like i'm not going to like shit on little kids who are like just getting into harry potter and i'll Please be like shit on back kids. in my day you know i'm not i'm not going <laughs> to do I, that i'm just going to be like shit apparently on do not don't do not. shit on little kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just it's not bad and guy. gonna bad do that. And I think it's not so much a, a a source material thing. I think it just really depends on your personality, honestly. Well, Ian yeah. always says this to me, and this is what I love about you know he's my homie, he's my best friend. I married him. He's awesome. He will always say this. He doesn't believe in generalities, do you? You're always like it's the person. It's always yeah. just the person, right? You just say, don't, it's not about a group of people. You believe this. It's almost like your religion in a way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, Thanks fandom, for, fandom like, is like, like the biggest, over. it's the biggest melting pot of, of different perspectives. And sometimes mm-hmm. they clash in really ugly ways. Yeah. Um, I think it's just you as a person that wants to... I guess decide whether you want to get into that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, like, I'm going to apologize. I feel like I'm like shitting on Star Wars a lot. I know there are great people. I mean, like, there's <laughs> one sitting right next to me, <laughs> but I, I know there are great people, and I've had great conversations with people about Star Wars, and it's fine. But I feel like it's it's a lot of the toxicity of the fandom is. It seems right now in this day and age, at this very moment, it feels like the fandom that is heavily concentrated in that mm. toxicity yeah, and i want to talk yeah. about sorry sorry go ahead lisa I, I think that we'll grow out of it honestly i've seen i've seen people grow out of a lot of bullshit we're in I the mean, prequel ver- version of the the new trilogy like but, 20 years the, down the line people are going to be fine with it i think people are going to get out of it even before then i feel like we're in a place in time now where people are trying on some things they're trying on some toxicity that's not going to last i think a lot of people are going to end up with egg on their face and being embarrassed about how they were like quick to be douchebags and public shaming is becoming a new pastime so you know barbecue yeah. becky and people just being fucking dicks to like ruby rose as Catwoman, and 
being shitty about stuff. Mm-hmm. They're getting called out because the fandom is clapping back and saying, hey, bitch, you cannot be this person. So yeah. I feel like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I see it happen already. You know, people are backing up folks and just coming and saying, no, you can't be a douche. You just can't yeah. do it. You know, it's, it's happening in the immediate. Like Twitter, go do your thing. People are mm. getting on it. It's that's happened in the last eight, nine, ten months, like I've never seen before. Yeah, I see it a lot. Of, a lot of that, particularly with fans asking actors specifically about fandom-related questions, mostly yeah, they to do ain't with the water shipping. Show. If they ain't the water yeah, show. I'm Y'all stop like, it. Yeah. So it's, if you're listening, <laughs> and if you get the wonderful chance to go to Comic Con, please do not get on that mic and ask Sebastian Stan. If he thinks that Bucky and Steve should get together, please don't put him in that position. Please don't put any actor in that position. Yeah. Because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I'm not, not like Mm -hmm. in real life. I've seen a bunch of videos and I've seen it happen and it's not pretty. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's just not great. One in particular stands out. It, the season 3B, uh, again, Team Wolf, going back to that. I'm oh. sorry to the listeners who have not watched Team Wolf. I'm so sorry, but you really should go watch <laughs> like, it. Wow. <laughs> the Comic-Con panel for season 3B of Team Wolf, the very last audience question was this girl. She got up on the mic, and Tyler Posey is ready. He's ready for this last question. He's ready to go. And this girl asks, um, what is your favorite ship? And Tyler Posey says, this is the last question of the panel, and you're you're asking what our favorite ship was. And, I mean, to, to be honest, maybe it was a little blunt. But, on the other hand, maybe not. Because I, I mean, know the I'm girl... Sure they definitely get tired of... And it, it's not even... They do I get tired like, of it. I feel like a lot of them are... They aren't against shipping. Like, I've seen people who are, like, so gung-ho for it. But it's just, like... You, they want to be valued for what they're doing, which is their acting. They're exactly. not writing... They're not writing these, you know, ships yeah. and stuff. Right. So, yeah... I just, I, I mean, feel like I it's feel rude like to them. If to you want to ask, if you want to grab the attention of an actor, get inside the head of an actor. Read, read a book on Meisner. Read Stanislavski. Read, read about how an actor prepares and how people. I mean, I know for a fact Tyler and those guys take their job seriously. All of these actors, we love their shit. They take their job seriously. If you want to get into the heart and and mind and, and connect with an actor at a con or a panel to get one question in. Look, I'm not trying to tell you not to ask about ships, but it, they're not fucking writers. If you're talking to a writer's yeah. panel, ask a writer about the ship. Ask the showrunner yeah. about the ship. But the actor, he showed up. He got into the suit up. He slipped the skin on. He helped create past season one. If they make it, he creates the skin of Scott, of Styles, of all of these characters. They create that skin. Ask that question about creating that skin, and then mm. you will see the actor's eyes light up. Don't ask him if he wants to you know fuck the pony in season four totally. with the obsidian yeah. rock what the fuck is wrong with totally. you and a lot <laughs> of the fuck on a lot of actors have their own headcanons about their character ask them about that sure like they a lot of them will think of like like background stories or mm-hmm. where they they think the character is going next or what they would feasibly think is the the logical next step how they grow emotionally how they grow emotionally those stuff like lines that. those lines to any con are at least three four hours long to get into a real ass panel you got yeah. plenty of motherfucking time yeah to ask and think about a question yo 
just spend your time well in, on the planet yourself is all I'm asking. But you know, peeve, can I tell you one of my pet peeves that I fucking super hate? Yes, do not. Sh- do, I hate people shipping in real life. Do not ship people in real life in my world. If you do it in front of me, I will like, I don't give a shit. Who's fucking who? It ain't your business. It ain't they business. That is not what they go to work for. I don't like fanfic that has real ass people fucking yeah. one another. Even if it's happening in real life, it is none of your business. Yeah. I don't so, watch TMZ. Yeah. I, I was actually headhunted by TMZ to write years ago. I, I said no because I didn't want to, like, you know, wake up in the morning, like, hating my life. I'm just saying, like, do not ship real people in life. Yeah. And also, if your new person has found someone and they're, maybe they're another actor and you're not feeling them, please don't go online and ruin their life. Don't write fan fiction yeah. making her horrible. Don't, like, go and troll Instagram pages and write, what is wrong with you people? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Ooh, yeah I feel like it's a... raised you. I feel like it's a line that shouldn't be crossed. It's a, it's a violation of honestly like privacy like you're you're basically dressing up as someone like it's it's a human being isn't like a halloween costume it's right real life like you're dressing up as like the person and and putting someone through like these scenarios that they're like are not consenting to it is none of it is none of our business yeah it's none of our business who they're seeing if it's not working out if it's working if they're cheating if they're, they're human beings, the only job requirement that they signed up for is to go and play a character and to get in the skin of that character. And you can write your fan fiction and you can ask the weird questions at, at the <laughs> cons and whatever or, or a rope line or whatever. But please, can you we could just make a resolution even before the new year to stop getting in people's fucking business. Why don't we put the gossip, blind gossip and all these motherfuckers out of business by just not giving a shit? It yeah. doesn't. I know you're obsessed with who hot and who's he and what's it. They're real people. Honestly, if you know yeah. real, like we live in this town. If you get to know these people, they're not larger in life. They take a shit. They got blemishes. They're going to die just like me and you. They're just doing their best. They found a God-given, goddess-given talent, Satan-given talent to do <laughs> what they do. Okay? So they're not any they're, stop looking up to people like that. It's just fucking weird. They're yeah. just regular ass people, and they're just trying to get by. They're maybe they're having a good year, maybe they're having a good month, but stop it. Stop, please, going online and commenting about they shit and who they're fucking, who they're not fucking. Tumblr, you know I'm looking at you. <laughs> stop <laughs> it. Fucking the tumbler in the corner. Stop it. I'm looking like, at you. But I was telling you guys before we started rolling, I was like, I will love like the most innocent person and just think they're amazing. And then I'll go on Tumblr and I love, I love hate Tumblr. Like I've made some really good friends yeah. on Tumblr that are my friends like today. And like, we are so tight and it's awesome. And like, I still talk to those motherfuckers every week. Mm-hmm. Like, especially a lot of writers that I talk to We like, we meet on Tumblr. It's cool. But then I'll go there like, Okay, Bill Hader. I love Bill Hader. He was my favorite. He's a great writer. He's a great director. He's a funny actor. I loved him on SNL. I love the stuff that mm-hmm. he does with Armisen. And I go, like, I'm looking on Bill Hader on Tumblr, and I'm like, why do people want him to choke them and piss in their mouth and spit on? What's happened? It's Bill fucking. How do you guys ruin everything that I love? <laughs> I would like just type in biscuit and then you're like, I'm going to, I want the biscuit to choke me. 
and then shit on my mom. I'm like, what are you? Why? It's just, I just like his thing. I just want to know how he's doing. Is he happy? And you're like. This is the fan fiction equivalent of trashing an entire city when your sports team wins. Like, there's extremes to it, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, why do you do this? He's like the <laughs> nicest man ever. He's just, and he gets a divorce, and all of a sudden people are like, I want you to like drink my cum out of like my toenails. I'm like, why? How are you even? Some of you guys should just get like marks for like creativity of like the weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, he's God. just a regular. Why are you? He's a father. I don't. <laughs> stop doing this stop licking mm-hmm. the tarmac where the man waits what are you doing uh, yeah. gross go outside there's a whole <laughs> there's a world outside just go outside <laughs> just go Sorry. outside get some air just freaked yeah. out for a second just just reading no, some stuff fine. today and preparing for this and I was like what's happening <laughs> Okay, I, we've done about nine hours now. <laughs> I feel like I made it longer, but I am excited that Harley was here. Did you learn stuff about fandoms today? Yes, I did. What did you learn? Uh, I'm just going to stay away. You're going to stay. <laughs> he learned to stay away. Is that what you learned? Yeah, that's, that's a safe. I, that's a safe I'm option. Not into that. You just don't want to do it. You're just like this. Sounds like way too weird for you. I don't have the time for that. See, and this is how I feel about sports fans. The same thing, you know. I just don't want to go into the whole like, you know, your tiger killed my lion. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have the time. Yeah, for our that school either. in particular is Ian's above all of it. I just crazy. want to say, yeah, Ian's above all of it. I love him so much. He is like, he is my. That's why. Yeah, I love we. You so much. Our school is known for burning couches. <laughs> don't ask why. What? Um, let oh Wait, last year last year a bed bug problem as per oh. some some d- thing census I don't know but last year this is this is a great story and great example of how out of hand these things can get last year we were living in a townhouse that was across the street directly from a party house and what started as a party turned into a complete block mob it turned into a mob so like me and harley were sitting in the living room and we heard like shots from outside and we were like it sounds like the entire population of morgantown is out there little did we know we were actually true (laughs) so it so we went out and it was completely like the entire street was covered in people so yeah it gets insane oh my god okay all right i gotta come party with you guys (laughs) Literally nothing like that happens here. Okay, I do hate to cut it short. I know we, we've had we've had a good time. Was it's been two and a half hours? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's been awesome. I mean, I have enjoyed speaking with both. I always love talking to you, Andre. We always do. And then Harley, will you come back, Harley? Will you please come back? Sure thing. Yeah. Thank Can you. Can we make so it a, a regular thing? Just talk about <laughs> anything. I just love to hear your opinions. I feel like there's so much that I could learn from you. So yeah, I'm happy to come back. Um, Whenever I'm not drowning in homework, oh, yeah. <laughs> I will be. I will be free. So you guys yeah. are great. anytime you. We probably didn't even get to a third of what we wanted to talk. Fandoms are so big. There's a lot to talk about. But I have to say, yeah. I've learned a lot from you guys. I hope you learned something from me. I I come in peace. I know I'm old as shit. <laughs> But I'm also kind of proud of the fact that I made it to 54 without getting like TB or 
ringworm or whatever's going around L.A. because nobody gets vaccinations anymore. So I'm so happy to be here because I'm not dying of, like, whooping cough. So I just want to share this, these last few weeks with you guys. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, where can everybody find us on social media? Mr. Andre, take it away. Tell us uh, tell us uh, all that stuff. Yeah, Sure. If you guys would like to uh, leave comments that we can read on the air, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ashland Podcast. And if you want to email us and you want to get it, um, into contact with us as well, you can also co- uh, email us at ashlandpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and our website. All righty. And Harley, thank you for being here. You've been so delightful. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been great. She's so cute, by the way. I can see her face. We're talking to each other on on (laughs) FaceTime. So you don't know how. They're both adorable. By the way, both very lovely people. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a troll. Ian's amazing, too. He's quite handsome. Uh, You guys have a (laughs) lovely rest of the week. Take care of yourselves. Wear sunscreen. Unless it's poison, don't wear that. Maybe wear a long shirt. I'm just thinking sunscreen is kind (laughs) of shitty for you and, like, kills you. Obviously, you can't eat coconut anymore. It, like, fucking murders you. And, um... (laughs) I don't know. Don't collect a bunch of shit because you end up at the end of your life having to throw it out. And it's very sad. Uh, Just know, everyone, that I love you very, very much. Good night. Bye, guys. (laughs) 